Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. I do hope you recognize our theme song. If you do, then you know it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, your hometown radio station right there in Madison and North Florida, South Georgia, if you're driving by Madison on the interstate. As long as you can get this signal, I pray you'll stay tuned today. You may be your, on your way to, to some family member's home for Thanksgiving uh, and to spend Thanksgiving. And we're right up against this great day of giving thanks, and we're so grateful to have a thankful heart, not just once a year on Thanksgiving Day, but that every single day, if you understand and appreciate what God has done by sending His Son and what Christ has done by hanging on the cross and in our behalf, if you appreciate all of that and you appropriate all of the benefits and blessings of the cross, then you have a reason to give thanks every single day. And we're going to be talking about cultivating a greatly grateful heart. Cultivating a greatly grateful heart. So we want you to hear this message today from Psalm 103. We're going to read uh, initially just the first two verses for time's sake uh, and uh, and see what what stimulated such praise and thanksgiving in the heart of the psalmist David. Praise God. And and that was before the cross. Just think today what we have to be thankful for. So uh, if you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 103. And while you're turning, I would invite you to come to our website. Just type in T-H-C-O-G. That stands for The Holy Church of God, incorporated right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. That's right. I have been the senior pastor here for 43 years this January. Praise God. Amen. And God has has brought us through many valleys and and he has shown us many many things about his goodness and his mercy and his wonderful grace in the deepest darkest times of our life when the enemy was coming in like a flood the spirit of the lord raised a standard against him as it is written in the scriptures when the enemy comes in like a flood The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And and then it goes on to say in that same context that a Redeemer shall come to Zion. That Redeemer is none other than Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. And he is the eternal standard of victory (laughs) against the enemy of our soul. Well, God is good today. Amen. And someone always says in our congregation all the time, because God is good all the time. We should be grateful and thankful unto him all the time. Listen uh, now to what uh, what it said in Psalm 103 uh, in verses 1 and verse 2. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his 
benefits. And it begins with, He forgiveth all mine iniquities. He healeth all my diseases. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. He, he delivers my soul from destruction. David is remembering all of the goodness of God in his life and toward his life. And therefore, he's remembering to always have gratitude, an attitude of gratitude in his heart. This Thanksgiving day, this Thanksgiving season, this Thanksgiving time should not be a one-time event, not just a holiday in the heart, not just Turkey Day. Amen. I saw a church sign the other day on my way home from our church service, and it said, only turkeys don't give thanks. Something to think about today. William Law offers these wide words concerning thanksgiving, true gratitude to God that is consistently offered to him. He said, Who is the greatest saint in the world? It is not he who prays most or fasts most. It is not he who gives most alms or is most eminent for temperance, chastity, or justice. But it is he who is always thankful to God, who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness and has a heart ready to praise God for it. The greatest saint is the one who sees God in everything and everywhere, who understands that circumstances are the fingerprints of God and seeing Him in the best and the worst that life has to offer, gives thanks always in all things. And in his sermon on Psalm 103, Clovis Chapel says that on the west coast of England, there is the grave of a man who was much loved by all who knew him. When he died, these words were inscribed on his headstone. Here lies a man who was satisfied with Jesus. Chapel then adds this benediction. If that can be said of us, we have sufficient to make all of time and eternity one great thanksgiving day. The Bible is very clear of how vitally important this consistent attitude of gratitude should be sustained in our heart and this consistent praise unto God out of a thankful heart. In Philippians 4 and verse 6, the scripture said, "Be Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, listen to this little clause here, with thanksgiving, present your request unto God. And in Ephesians 5, in verse 4, Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. And Romans 1, and verse 21, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, their foolish hearts were darkened. In Ephesians 5 and verse 20, it said, Always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 2, 7 said, Rooted 
and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Praise God. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Are you getting the message today? Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And Colossians 4 in verse 2 Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, many people are trying to find the will of God, trying to discern the will of God. Well, here's the beginning of a, of a life of, of being obedient, discovering and being obedient to the will of God. Hallelujah. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's initial will for you, is to serve Him out of a heart of gratitude. Hallelujah. To serve Him because you are loving Him back for loving you and being so thankful for what God has given you in Christ and what Christ has done for you and me. When he stayed on that cross, when he could have come down, he could have called the armies of heaven, but he stayed on the cross and suffered the most horrendous death a man could possibly ever die, being literally tortured to death and asphyxiated. And I'm going to tell you right now, I get up every day reminding myself of just how much it means to be saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, no matter what happens today, I thank you and I will be thankful. First uh, Timothy 2 and verse 11, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. Who Hebrews twelve twenty eight. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and all a gratefully grateful heart <laughs> hallelujah a greatly grateful heart will lead to perpetual praise we just can't help but praise him no matter what someone said one time that praise is the language of faith and indeed it is because when we really believe God, we begin to praise Him and worship Him for His help. Not wonder if He's going to help us. Not just pray and hope for the best, but pray and praise Him. Hallelujah. But the, the, the key to all of this consistent faith is the gratitude that is always there in our hearts. And it, it leads us to a perpetual praising attitude. Psalm 34 in verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. And I said it in our congregation. I want to say it to our listening audience today. If you really want a scripture to apply 
to help you to crucify the flesh and walk in the Spirit. This is one that you will have to contend with our weak flesh in order to do consistently. Try this out. Listen, I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm talking about those tough times, those bad times, those times when the trouble seems so overwhelming. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. I'm going to tell you, when I, when I, <laughs> when something, when I'm hurting, when I'm deeply uh, troubled and I am hurting, I want sympathy. Sometimes I find myself just wanting sympathy more than victory. But what I need is not sympathy. I need victory. Lest I become distre- distressed and depressed and despondent and discouraged and defrauded from what God has promised. And you know God promised to go with us through the flood, go with us through the fire and deliver us. Hallelujah. And He promised to never leave us and to never forsake us. And therefore we need to bless the name of the Lord when the fiery trials come and we need to bless Him when the flood times come. Because He said when the enemy comes in like a flood, I will raise up a standard against him. And that standard is Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. In order to do that, you have to override the tendency of our flesh to complain and to get discouraged and to and to quit praising God, only waiting for an answer to praise him. We need to praise Him before the answer comes because we're praising Him for the answer that we know is coming. I don't know. If, I, I, don't, I don't want to confuse you right now. I'm saying anyone can praise God. It doesn't take faith in His faithfulness to praise God after He answers the prayer, after He takes you through that fiery trial, after He delivers you from that overwhelming flood of circumstance and trouble. Friend of mine, if we praise Him, after we put our trust in Him, we begin to worship Him. After we present our petition unto Him, we begin to thank Him for the answer. Because we know, just like the old song uh, says, the old victory song that we used to sing years ago, the answer's on the way, this I know. Jesus said it, I believe it, and it's so. Praise God. Then what should be our reaction if we really believe the answer is on the way? It should be praise and thanksgiving before the answer is manifest. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, but they didn't just pray. And it was a desperate need that they had. They wanted to kill them the next day. They were imprisoned. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, according to the scripture, and sang praises unto God. And it wasn't some little, you know, little bitty defeated song. It was a song of victory before any change had come, before any evidence of God's answer appeared, they prayed and they sang 
praises. And the Bible said everyone in the prison heard them. So these were songs of victory before the victory occurred because they knew that victory would be theirs one way or the other because they knew God was so very faithful. Praise God. And while they were praising, not while they were continuing to pray, but while they were praising God for the answer, God shook the prison like an earthquake and the door sprung open. Hallelujah. And they walked out free from the prison. Not only did their jail cells open, but so did the other jail cells of of all the people imprisoned. And and the jailer thought everybody's going to run away and they're going to hold me accountable. They'll kill me for sure. He fell down and worshiped because he knew this God was doing something so mighty. And he, he, he fell down and cried out, What must I do to be saved? But first he was worried about all the prisoners running away. And, and the, uh, the disciples said, We're all here. Not just them, but all of these other people. They knew God is moving. You know, when God moves mightily to deliver his people, it's going to get the attention of other people. And people who wanted to run away from justice wanted to run away because the prison doors were unlocked and the jailer uh, was, was shaken to his, his knees. They stayed. All of them stayed. I'll tell you, when God's people start getting set free, it's going to get, it's going to reverberate and, and other people are going to want to know this God of deliverance, this Christ who saves. Praise God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Hallelujah. You know, thanksgiving can be given for the wrong reason. The Bible said, in everything give thanks, and for everything give thanks. And some people think they should thank God for what the devil is doing to hurt and harm and destroy. No, it means when it says, for all things give thanks, thank God for that that He is doing, that that He is sending. For every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, good and perfect in whom there's no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. God is consistent in his character, and that's why we can bless him at all times. And that's why that in the book of Lamentations, I call it the book of the blues in the Bible, three chapters in chapter three, amen. Jeremiah has preached and no one has responded. God's judgments have come in the land, corrective judgments, chastisement upon his people for continually breaking his covenant and not repenting. And now they were going to be carried off uh, into into, uh, Babylon uh, as slaves. And then they were going to lose their lands. And and they, 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 when, when Jeremiah saw all of this, he said, when I consider the wormwood, and I consider the gall, the bitterness of it all. He said, my soul is humbled within me. And that's not the positive virtue of humility. This humbling is the crushing, just the crushing of the soul. And and he said, but this I recall to mind. You see, that's the issue of Psalm 
103. Amen. Forget not his benefits in order to constantly praise him and bless him. Forget not his unchanging character of grace and mercy. And forget not his blessings, his benefits. Praise God. Amen. Don't thank the devil for tearing up your marriage. Don't thank the devil for, for hurting your children, trying to destroy them with sickness and disease. Don't thank God for that. That's the work of the enemy. Kind of to illustrate this, two men were walking through a field one day when they spotted an enraged bull. Instantly, they darted toward the nearest fence. The storming bull followed them in hot pursuit and it was soon apparent they wouldn't make it before he, he overtook them. Terrified, the one shouted to the other, Put up a prayer, John. Put up a prayer. I know you're a praying man, and you know how to pray. John answered, I can't. I've never made a public prayer in my life. But you must, implored his companion. The bull is catching up to us. All right, panted John. I'll say the only prayer I know, the one my father used to repeat at the table. Oh, Lord, for what we're about to receive, make us truly thankful. Friend of mine, when the devil wants to harm you, don't thank God for that. Thank God for what he promised and what he has purposed. The enemy wants you to blame God for his works of destruction Oh, friend of mine, God wants you to praise him for his works of deliverance. Hallelujah. Praise God. Paul and Silas at midnight prayed and sang praises. And while they were singing praises, God shook that place with his mighty delivering power. Praise God. Unthankfulness unto God is described as approaching rebellion against God more than anything else. So although we can relate to it, even laughingly, we should admit the seriousness of this and understand that with all our talk about joy and all our desire to have the joy of the Lord, there will be no joy until we diagnose the cancer of unthankfulness because it is that cancer that swallows up our joy that swallows up our joy. A famous stress researcher claims that two attitudes more than any other influence the quality of everyday life. And on these two emotions, he says, depend our peace of mind, literally our joy of living, our joy of life. For without peace of mind, believe me, you will never have the joy of living, the joy of the Lord. Our feelings of security or insecurity of frustration, in short, to the extent which we can make a success of life. And he said the most destructive emotion is revenge. But in contrast, among all the emotions, there is one which more than any other accounts for the absence or the presence of stress in human relations. And that is the feeling of gratitude. The feeling of gratitude. Someone else has said it is impossible to be anxious and thankful at the same time. 
That's why when the scripture said, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto the Lord. And then what occurs? And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and keep your mind through Jesus Christ. You see, thanksgiving is productive because he makes us forget our problems, the negative things, and focus on the positive, the good. Perhaps perhaps the next time when we're all keyed up and stressed out, we should start thinking about thanking and bless the Lord. Oh, our soul and all that is within us. The devotional book Springs in the Valley tells of a man who found a barn where Satan kept his seeds ready to be sown in the human heart. He found that the seeds of discouragement were more numerous than the others, and he learned learned that those seeds were made to grow almost anywhere. But when Satan was questioned, he reluctantly admitted that there was one place that he could never get them to thrive. And where is that, asked the man. Satan replied sadly, in the heart of a consistently grateful person. In the heart of a consistently grateful person. There's a lesson to be learned from this story. Could it be that one of the biggest causes of depression, discouragement, discontent, and despair is ingratitude, is ingratitude. (laughs) I heard of a preacher years ago that went to preach a revival at an old country church. When the offering for him was taken up, they had to borrow his hat. They didn't even have an offering tray. (laughs) Then they passed his hat around to the congregation and then brought it back to him empty, not a penny or a dime or a nickel let alone a dollar in it. Upon receiving his hat, he shouted, Thank you, Jesus. The pastor then asked him, Why was he thankful since he didn't receive any money? His reply, I'm thankful I got my hat back. Amen. You know, if you want to be a grateful person, if you want to be thankful unto God for his goodness and his mercy, hallelujah, you will find something every single day of your life and you will find a reason in every circumstance to thank him praise God and that's why in lamentations when I consider the wormwood and the gall Jeremiah said when my heart is crushed my 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 emotions are so racked and shocked the discouragement is so deep this I recall to mind. (laughs) Therefore have I hope. See, he became already the gratefulness was coming in in the midst of all of that, all of that discouragement. Great is thy faithfulness. Thy mercies are new every morning. He was thankful for the merciful God, his unchanging character of grace and mercy in the midst of all of these negative changes coming in the land, he was thanking God for his unchanging grace and mercy. Great is thy 
faithfulness. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, today as we prepare for this Thanksgiving season, and we are thinking about all of the great food and hopefully a family gathering. Not every family will gather. There's family members gone. So many of my family are with the Lord uh, now. My mother, my dad, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles. So many of the members of our congregation have been promoted. We just don't have that that family around us that we used to. But I'm so thankful that I'm going to be with them, not at the Thanksgiving dinner, this Thanksgiving, but I'm going to be with them all at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And we're going to spend eternity in a great, holy, heavenly family reunion. I thank God for what He's done to provide salvation and to conquer death, hell, and the grave, and to give us this eternal hope that is ours in Jesus Christ today. And I pray today as we celebrate this Thanksgiving season, that we celebrate Jesus, that we celebrate our God, that we give Him all the glory that is due His name. Hallelujah. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Come to Him. The greatest gratitude you can show is by repenting of your sins and receiving Jesus as your Savior. And then you can be truly thankful this Thanksgiving day. God bless you. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs>